just like Nolan, you hit the wrong button and you can't get everyone to agree on your movies. <laughs> it's gonna play that throughout. I'm gonna leave it on the loop. So anyway, I was thinking that uh, um, we could. All right. Where are the drug guy? Today. We're ranking Who has the detonator? all 12. I failed you. I failed <laughs> Trust you. in me. I failed you. Uh, we're doing all 12 Christopher Nolan movies. That was most precious in The Wayne family. On today's episode oh. of Hollywood's Dead. Yes. Welcome, Phoenix West. Dick, dick, yeah. Hi, Dick. Hi. We'll go from bottom to top. I split this up into two episodes because who knows how long we'll talk. So I just decided to get it out of the way early. Oh, I think we, we could do this in an hour. I don't know. We say that, but we get off topic. I feel, I feel it because well, there's so little amount of movies. There's only 12. Yeah. And, and, and we're, I think our, our lists are going to line up a little bit, I think, in some spots. I would imagine, yeah. But I think, well, I, I think I know what your number one is, and I appreciate sure your number two. Like your top three, I probably know, and that's probably it. We're probably going to match up a lot. Yeah, I think so. So, what's your number twelve? What's your number twelve? Well, I was going to go with um, his uh, tenant. Tenant okay. to me, it's a good. I didn't hate it. I, I, it was good, but it was just, it was during the pandemic. The theaters opened up, and I got to see it in theaters, which I was lucky to do that. And I really um, liked it a lot. I enjoyed it. It's and when I saw it, I, I liked it, but it, it, it wasn't <clears throat> it wasn't hard to follow for me because I kind of understood what was going on. Yeah, because everybody bitches about how confusing it is. But people bitched about how confusing Mission Impossible was when that first came out in 1996. Oh, really? And I got that. I got that plot. I was like, that's not that hard to follow. And I was like fucking 13 or, yeah, 14 at the time when that movie came out. So I was like, like, like Roger, I think Roger Ebert and Siskel and Ebert, they couldn't figure it out. They were like, can you explain to me the plot? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> it had more than a twist, so I, I was just lost. There was enough black people in it. Ving Rhames is not enough from Roger Ebert. He liked, uh, he likes black movies. He squishes the gum. I didn't know what was going on. Red light. <laughs> what? There's no red light. Oh, yeah. Red light. Green light. <laughs> I, I love that movie because of the ball. We're, we're, we're already off topic. But I love that movie when in the beginning where they kill Emilio Estevez with an elevator. <laughs> oh, it's wonderful. Oh. It's he thought he was making a comeback from yeah. the Ducks, and no, they took his eyes out. Immediately. Brian De Palma don't... Barbara DePaulman don't fuck around. No, he doesn't give a shit about you. I'm going to kill you in the first 10 minutes because that's, um, you know, that's, um, what do you call it? Subversion of expectations. I'm Brian DePaulma. We're gonna, eventually we're going to see Steven Seagal get sucked out of an airplane in executive decision. Same idea. <laughs> I didn't direct that, though. No. <clears throat> so I, I did I did direct a, a, um, a Body Double. Did you see that one? Are you talking to Emilio? Now I'm talking to you. Oh. <laughs> you, talk like that. you can just see Melanie Griffith naked for like 25 minutes straight. 
Uh, I don't know and about she's, that. This is gross, Melanie Griffith, where she's like twenty pounds. She weighs twenty pounds, and she, her hair weighs yeah. fifty. Fun. Ugh. No, I don't think I've seen Body Double. It's another one of those, or at least I, not since I remember it. It's one of those De Palma movies I need to rewatch. Yes, the guy. The guy looks like Bill Mars in it. That actor. Tenet. Tenet. I, I would say it's my number twelve. Yeah, um, I really enjoy Tenet. I enjoyed it. I, I didn't think it was a bad movie. The more um, I watch it, the more no. I appreciate it. I've only seen it once. I need to watch it again. Oh, really? I just haven't. I just haven't really had the. I just. I, I just. I don't watch movies that much anymore. I'm just so kind of irritated with them. I don't know why. I don't get confused with the movie of Tenet or Dunkirk. No, Tenet. But I do get. I sit there and I'm like, all right. So he's. I'm like trying to figure out the how that would work with backward. That's that's as much as right. I get confused, and I figure it out. Yeah, but I'm never. But you can just sit there and watch the movie and not really have to think about it. But I want to think about it. Yeah, and I like Kenneth Branagh as the villain. Yeah, he's great. I mean, he does a good job. He's great. And I like uh, what's his name, John Washington. Yeah, Is it John David Mike Washington or John. What's his name? He's a kind of three namer. Yeah, Genzel's kid. That's all yeah, he'll, he'll ever be known for. And I love. I think he's great. I love John Denzel. David Washington. Don J. I love John David Washington. I love Denzel Washington. I, I wish it would be a movie together, but I don't know if Denzel would do that. I think Denzel's like, you're on your own. You'll bring me into this. I would love it if they did a shot-for-shot remake of the M Night Shyamalan classic with the Will Smith and his son after Earth. Oh, after Earth. <laughs> they just them. made fun of Will Smith for doing that with his son the entire time. Get your wife's name out of your fucking mouth. <laughs> yeah. If it was just, oh, if they if they made it like and like this is how you fucking act because they're both terrible in that movie. Yeah, they're bad. Yeah, they could show them up. Uh, but Tenet, I, I really do. Robert Pattinson's great in it too. Oh yeah, no, Robert Pattinson's like is like the gem in that movie, and he really shined in that movie. He was great. He was really good. And like the whole time displacement thing, where like he goes. I've known you for twenty years, and you just met me. Yeah. Well, you'll you'll get to know me later. That kind of that thing. And he dies. He sacrifices himself for him. Yeah. The first time they ever meet, they, the, the first time, and then he realizes, oh, you go spend twenty years with him. It's a neat. It's a neat. Uh, you know, flip of the whole like. You know. You don't see that that uh, outcome, but he he's lived it, so he's ready to go. And. Yeah, and that's the stuff where you got to sit there and think about, like, uh, so, uh, okay. <laughs> like, But you're not confused by the plot ever in that movie. That's pretty much a straight-up, like, heist movie, isn't it, yeah. pretty much? And it's and there's, like, yeah, international terrorism and all that stuff. Yeah, it is a movie that sits there and explains to you over and over what you're yeah. watching. And you're like, I don't know how at this point you could be confused. Well, yeah, because you got that, that character that says, you're Tenet, and Tenet's a palindrome. Yeah. Which means, Something. well, it doesn't really doesn't really matter in this time <laughs> no. travel thing. But you know, it just sounds smart. Isn't that right, protagonist? <laughs> character Pro protagonist. Character whose literal name in the movie is protagonist. This is true. Yeah, that's the. I get, there are some downsides to it. And his first name's Proto. His last name is <laughs> Agonist. Agonist. Proto Agonist. Mr. Anagus, would you please <laughs> give me on time? And then a generic lady, generic tall lady. 
Who, yeah, who is she? She's in other stuff, isn't she? I just watched something else with her in it. And is she? In, she's not in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes, yes, that's what, that's that what I saw. Is that that's who that is? Yeah, she dies and in part she, three. Yeah, and then she. I think she's in Mission Impossible. Yes. Is she in Mission Impossible as well? I didn't recognize her from that, but my wife did. Her name is Elizabeth, Elizabeth Debicki. She's basically playing the character uh, Vanessa Redgraves or Lynn Redgraves' character's daughter from the first Mission Impossible, who was Max. See, we're bringing it full circle here. Is that weird? Just like Tenet. I'm going to do the rest of the episode going back in time. That's right. This is my first Manola movie that I love the most. <laughs> and now I'll go to number four. Uh, really what, just the time on this. what else to say about Tenet? It's, it's a good movie. It really is. It just got lost in the shuffle of the 2020 pandemic and... It destroyed the relationship between Nolan and Warner Brothers. Yep. And they're begging him to come back, and I don't know if he's going to do it. He's just like, I don't really need you. Oppenheimer. Yeah. Up your Oppenheimer. Up your, up he made a movie Mitch. that's essentially a documentary about the bomb, yeah. and it made a ton of money. So I'm like, I'm pretty sure I could bet on myself here, Warner Brothers. <clears throat> I think he's going to be okay. Yeah. He doesn't need Warner Brothers, but, I mean, whatever. No. There's a lot of directors that kind of saddle up with the Warner Brothers. Yeah, well, Warner Brothers is in trouble, so. Yeah. I'd say Paramount's in worse trouble, but Warner Brothers is right behind Paramount, I would say. Hey, give me one second. I'm going to be right back. Talk about Tenet. That's all I got. <laughs> Talk about Tenet some more. Well, I mean, uh, Tenet seconds. is, well, Tenet is the James, is another James Bond variation, I think, with Nolan. And that's the one thing that you got to realize. All of Nolan's movies are James Bond-esque because he's obsessed with Bond. He wants to do a Bond movie, which is probably his next project, supposedly. That's the idea. But I think he's too big for Bond unless they cast like a brand new Bond. Well, they're going to cast a new Bond because, new Bond, spoiler alert, Daniel Craig got blown up at the end by uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Everything and you just said, say it again. No, I'm kidding. Not, well, no, God. <laughs> no, but um, I was saying Christopher Nolan really wants to do a Bond movie. Yeah, he... And, and all of his movies follow that trope of like it's just world, it's world travel, all these you know, exotic locations, globe trotting and action, and there's something. There's always a MacGuffin, and he's got to solve it. And then the Union Jack is somewhere in the background. He doesn't do it in the annoying Roland Emmerich way, where it's like oh, God, Saudi Arabia. No, no Ro Roland Emmerich sucks. Roland and Emmerich it's like is Cuba, garbage. Japan. It's like oh my, why, it's, why are we everywhere? Like, yeah, but then it's all shot in a soundstage. It's like yeah. it's a set. It's not even it's not even location. I can see Tenet being at your number twelve. Uh I will say I, I saw it I started watching it a few times, the opening scene. I'm like, all right, this is good, but what's happening? But I you know, with kids, I'm like, I I gotta I gotta finish this later. I gotta Oh yeah! I but I finally sat down and watched it, and I was like, "This is fucking good." And like now I know what's going on in this opening scene. Now it's making sense. It it does that thing where it shows you the scene and then it explains it to you. And this is the only one you haven't seen in the theater. No, there's three of these movies I haven't seen in the theater. Okay. And I will call them out as we go. But don't, yeah, Tenet I have not seen in the theater. I I saw. I think I've seen every single Nolan movie in the theater except for Memento and Following. Those are the only two that I have not seen in the theaters. I do want to mention right off the bat that I named my son Nolan. Yeah. Yeah. Not after Christopher Nolan. After my uncle, Nolan Tobacco Lewis. 
Because he's uh, Greek. No, after a convicted child rapist, uh, Kenny Nolan. Kenny Nolan. No, it's just that I'm, guy's psycho. I'm a big Nolan fan without being like super fanboy about him. Right. But I I thoroughly enjoy his movies, and therefore I was like, well, yeah, makes, it's, it's a good name he, for not him and Nolan Ryan, the baseball player. Yeah, he, he, yeah, he's the best guy out there. Like he's yeah. the best filmmaker. And all his movies are good. Even the ones that are like luster are still good. Yeah. Uh, again, this list of 12, I love number 12 yeah. on your list. And I love That's, number 12 yeah. on my list, which is Dunkirk. Yeah. Yeah, Dunkirk. Yeah. Yeah. I would say it's a great movie. Dunkirk's number, Dunkirk's number 11 on my list. Yeah. So we just swapped because yeah, my number 11 is Tenet. Yeah. yeah. Well, there you go. It's exactly. <laughs> so, I knew this was going to be kind of a. Yeah. Equal, it's, I mean, it's, it's pretty set in stone because yeah. he has these movies and they're all fairly similar while at the same time being different enough. But out of the 12, three of them are Batman movies, so we're going to be in sync here quite a bit. Though you like Dark Knight Rises more than I do. More than you do, um, yes. Which we'll probably show on the list. Yeah. Uh, but Dunkirk, I, I've, on, I've only seen this one once. It's the only known movie I've only seen once other than Oppenheimer, which I just saw in the theater. But Right, yeah. Um, I did not see Dunkirk in the theater, so it's it's oh. Dun- Dunkirk, Tenet, and Following. I didn't see in the theater. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I, I saw Dunkirk in the theater. Um, I like. I mean, I, I enjoyed it when it came out, and it's it's just it's an interesting take on one day of fighting in, in a war movie. It's just like it's the, over the course of a day, basically. Like, and it's like that's what you're fighting. You're following the hours of the day, but they're separated. It's like what or, or a week because the boats are heading toward Dunkirk to get the guys out. Of there. Yeah. And it was a miracle because Nazis could have bombed them, killed them all, and they would have won the war. And they didn't. For some reason, they just did not. Yeah, let them go. We fight now the day. Like, why? This is like your Are you primary a, objective is to rule the world. You're like a, a Vietnamese uh, German right there. <laughs> another day. No, look to me. That's not another day. You have a now, you're, now you're Jamaican. <laughs> What's happening? I'm to take care Punani. We'll fight another day. Oh, oh, it's time. It's time, Dick. It's time. It's Uh-oh. time for a Steven Seagal song. Um, oh, my God. You're right. So this is what I'm saying. We're not going to do this in an hour. <laughs> like It's not going to happen. <laughs> well, no, now, now you got Steven Seagal coming to this. Yeah, now we got our, our third mic, if you will, our other co-host, Steven Seagal. Um, dance, don't you cry, girl, it's all right, gory, jealousy, lollipop, music, my God, Route Twenty Three, the light war. What do you want to hear? Lolly, lollipop. Please. Okay. She was oh, well, let me put this up here. Oh my God! For new listeners, we do play Steven Seagal <laughs> lately, just the last couple of weeks. Steven Seagal songs, uh, lol. Because we found out he has an album. And I want to find, I'm going to pull the lyrics up here. That's why I'm taking a little pause so I can show the lyrics on screen because I doubt we're going to understand them. Last week, two weeks ago, that was amazing with the Punani one. I don't think we're going to hit gold like that again. No. This I. You see me say, my girl, Lollipop. He's doing Jamaican accent again. My girl, Lollipop. He's going Hawaiian. Oh, no. It's like Mohana. Oh, my God. Did Len Manuel write this song? <laughs> you are my 
Where are we on this? It's all over the place. It's not even up with the lyrics. I think this guy felt so dirty in the song. He just wanted to get out of the recording studio. <clears throat> that was yeah, it was supposed to be a really slow song, but he's like, no, fuck yeah. that. Don't call me again. Stay with a check, Steve. I said, God. This better clear. Because I was in that movie, Mock for Death with you. Don't mean that we're brothers. You would think with how many musicians he worked with, he'd have a DMX song on here. He'd bring in like Jet Li for a song. Method Man, Red yeah, Man, you know, all those yeah, guys. Limp, Limp Biscuit. I don't know where we are. I noticed oh the God. lyrical content is the exact same as last time we did this, where it's I love you, but I won't tell you how much. Yes. It's the exact there, same thing. There is a pattern here. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's the same songs over and over again. Is it is it about uh his acting? Is that what this is about? Reggae? Are they all reggae inspired? The, I, I bet dance is different. Oh, I, I doubt it. We're not gonna play the whole song. Let's go to dance though. Let's go to dance. I don't. I think dance will be completely the same. All right. I'm thinking more. Dance with me all night for a while. <laughs> Mr. Steven Seagal, that one, this one yes. right here, what was that, Strut? Yeah, strut, oh, Strut's my favorite. Mr. Steven Seagal, right? I'm going to get that audio and just save that. That's amazing. <laughs> all right, here's strut Dance. Strut is the greatest song of all time. Oh, it won't let me play the whole thing. Here's, okay. Please dance with me. Oh, God. He's going Indian. Indian song before um, Slumdog Millionaire. He's ahead of his time. Oh, shit. He's going Indian here, isn't he? Please dance with me in light for a while. Look into my eyes as well. Please dance with me in all the night for a while. Look into my eyes as well. Oh, my God. He repeats look into my eyes like 15 times. You know what's exciting, Dick? After we know this album, we find out we have another one. Oh, Christ. I hope it's like U.S. country. Look into my eyes as well. I want to get to the main song. So he's done Jamaican, Indian, Jamaican, uh, Hawaiian. That last song was like okay. Hawaiian. Moana, Moana style. Give him credit. He's repeating. Let's fast forward. Oh, 
I can't listen to this anymore. It's like an unending look into my eyes as well. <laughs> look into my, like it just not doesn't stop. It's literally every line of the song is looking into my eyes as well. It's so bad. I, I notice his his singing structure or singing style is just I will whisper like this in a wee little accent so I don't even have to try hard while singing just like my acting. I'm gonna sing like Brian Adams, but poorly. He can literally not I open his mouth. It's back of the throat singing, so it's Girl, don't you dance with me? You can even oh, dance and will you see? Like it's he doesn't have to enunciate or move his mouth. It's the la- he's lazy with his singing too. That's incredible. He he's 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 singing these lyrics like he's fighting. He just kind of throws his his hands up and that's it. Flip flip hands. He does, he does that flip hand thing and. He runs like a woman, or whatever. He runs horribly. We need a whole show about Steven Seagal movies, and just oh, we we'll, we'll get to that. Don't you worry. <laughs> I've only done one. No, I done I've done two. Yeah. I did Code of Honor. That was by myself though. And then me and Frank, Frank and I did Under Siege Two because that movie is actually great. Well, Under Siege Two is a classic. Yeah, Under Siege Two. I like Under Siege Two better than Under Siege One. I well, I like Under Siege. I like them both, but. When you showed me those pictures of Under Siege 2 <laughs> with his hand all over Catherine Heigl's breasts and she was like 17 at the premiere, I couldn't believe that. That's, that was amazing. That's why when Catherine Heigl speaks up about that shit and she's annoying, I'm kind of like, I get it. I get it, girl. You're right. <laughs> I had my hand on your boobie. <laughs> yeah. You were underage. Oh, you don't mind if I whisper sweet nothings. Look into my eyes and you dance with me as I touch your boobies. It's great, you'll see. See, it rhymes with me because boobie, me, the E, that's how you write songs. That's how you do it. You make the run. It's the sense that rhymes every time. <laughs> yeah, thank you, George Lucas. Boobie, <laughs> me, eyes that see. Was, all right, so uh, where are we at? The Number 10. Dunkirk, Dunkirk. Dunkirk. Number eleven. I didn't really get to talk about Dunkirk. 12. Yeah, my well, number. My number yeah, twelve. Your number twelve. No, your number. Yeah, my number eleven. Your number twelve. Let's go. Can we go back to where you say the that, and then we'll go off my list because this is confusing. No problem. What we Dunkirk, normally do. Number eleven. All right. So Dunkirk. I, I need to rewatch it. I definitely want to. I want to get my surround sound speakers before I do that in the new house. Because okay. I feel like that would enhance the movie a bunch. Because I missed it in theaters, I think the theater would definitely help this movie. And I'm especially the the uh, air sequences. Yeah, with 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 Tom Hardy, it's a lot of sound. In, I agree. Sound to Bell, yeah, it's because awesome. Because you hear the it's you know really, going yeah. around you. Like, it's really cool. It's really it is cool a about. beautiful looking and sounding movie. Yeah, and that's why we said even his worst movies on our list are fucking fantastic. Yeah. Um, there's a great, great scene with Kenneth Branagh's on the bridge, getting the guys on the boats, and just the planes are coming. He closes his eyes because he knows he's going to get killed. He just closes them, and nothing happens because Tom Hardy comes in and stops the shooting or whatever. I kind of remember all that. Yeah, I, I could. And I, then, go ahead. No, just and it just you follow. You're basically following one uh, lone character. I guess it's, it's what's his name that uh, guy that likes to dress up, and dresses and sings songs, pop songs. Had an affair with Olivia Wilde. Ryan Stiles. No, what's his name? <laughs> Not Ryan Stiles. I would love it. Ryan Stiles is in a different air combat movie called called Hot oh, Shots. Hot Shots Part 2. Hot Shots Part 2. 
Ryan Stiles is um, not who I'm thinking of, but it's the same name. Um, I, I know who you're talking about, but I do not know his name. Harry Styles, right? Harry Styles. Okay. Yes. Harry Styles, yeah. Harry Styles and Ryan Styles are brothers. Ryan Styles is about 35 years older than Harry Styles. <laughs> I'd much rather watch and a movie with, with Ryan Styles. Yes. Oh, absolutely. He was, I, and I, I've mentioned Ryan it before Styles in the show, so I won't go into detail, but. Yeah, Ryan Styles. Yeah. <laughs> um, their child would be that freaky looking. A bug-eyed, seven-foot-tall monster. <laughs> Wearing a dress. I was going to say, I did meet Ryan Styles, and he is fantastic in person, and I would love to watch him in this. I bet. Um, oh, yeah, he's fantastic. He's probably my favorite celebrity encounter. Yeah, that's a good one. Well, next to, uh, next to um, the one that saved your life. Okay, my Abraham. second favorite celebrity encounter. You're right. F. Murray Abraham. F. Murray Abraham that, saved my life. Literally, I would. Really did. I, I would have smacked the shit out of my head on that um, on that uh, marble. Holy shit, kid! Are you okay? What was it? <laughs> Jesus Christ! What did he say? Jesus Christ! God said, Jesus Christ! <laughs> F. Murray Abraham. And he like cared. F. I don't know if he was Abraham. acting like he cared, but yeah. I saw it in his face. I'm like, damn, you're good. Either way. <laughs> Either way, I I believed it. Psychotic. Yeah, he's good. The fact that he saved me makes me believe that he he actually believed it. Yeah. Did, did you did you fall again so he catch you again? I didn't believe. I didn't believe. <laughs> Another take here. Can I do that again? I, I need to oh, do one more time. I do want to mention Tenant seven point three in IMDb. I gave it a seven. Dunkirk yeah. seven point eight. I gave it a seven. Okay. I'd say that's accurate. Um. Let's move on to your. We won't talk about it. We'll just say it. Uh, your number ten. Your number ten. So say your number ten, and then I'll say mine, and then we'll talk about my number ten. We need to go off Fo- one person's list. Following, it... following. Okay, following. I put that in my tenth. Following. We're not too far off from talking about that on mine. Okay. My number ten though is Interstellar. Okay. Yeah. And again, that's another movie that I loved, and yeah. love. Saw it in the theater. I was like, oh, okay, that was good. And then I watched it, and I bought the Blu-ray, and I, I watched it. Three or four more times now, and I'm like, God, right. this is a good fucking movie. Like, it is, yeah. Uh, the second time I watched it, I enjoyed it a lot more. Yeah, the first time you're like, love gravity. Oh, oh, okay, it feels very heady, but the second time you watch it, you're like, oh, that's what they're doing. Okay, yeah, it kind of clicks in the place. You're not confused really. The first watch, no. it just you need that right. second rewatch to to for everything to fall into yeah. place. Well, I, I feel like with Interstellar, it was Nolan's. Kind of, he was his critics always say his movies are cold and like he needs to have more emotion, and this is him trying to do that. And it still comes off as cold, <laughs> you just you can't quite do it. You know, what's but funny it, is it works though, it's fine because I still felt emotional with the scene, especially that scene with Matthew McConaughey comes back and his daughter's dying on her deathbed. Oh, yeah, that's a great scene, it's wonderfully done. I think he, he himself, uh. McConaughey, that, that's who I'm talking about, is cold before he goes to space. Yeah. He's, like, very distant from his family. You can clear... It clearly, it's like he's just worried about the survival, and that's about it. Like, how do we keep literally living? And that's it. Right. That, yeah. Maybe it's after his wife, his wife died, which is another Nolan trope. Yes, that was... That, that, that uh, trailer for all the Nolan movies, that's pretty right on. That's pretty accurate. My first time watching that, and, the, yeah, I'm glad they noticed, too, because I, we were talking a while ago, and I was, we were talking about yeah. the, the wife deaths in his movies. Yeah. 
I'll secretly hate my wife. <laughs> and that, that they had a great cut in that. We watched the Honest Trailers one. Every Nolan oh, movie shit. ever. And he does. Is he trying to say something? And then it's like an interview with Chris Nolan. like, you work with your wife a lot. His <laughs> producer's <laughs> wife, Emma Thompson. Emma. Emma Thompson. Emma is the one that the Emma's Tattoo Parlor is named after in uh, Memento. Ah, there you go. There and you she's go. got gigantic boobs. I, I don't know much about his wife, I'll be honest. Her, She's got giant breasts. I do notice that about her. She, Nolan's <laughs> a boob guy. Emma. I can say, I, honestly, I can say she's got giant boobs. She's top heavy with the best of them. I'm looking at her now. Yeah, she's she's top heavy. She's she, I mean, she's massive. She looks familiar. She's been around. She, well, she does all the Nolan movies, so she does interviews. Yeah, no, I've seen her for that, but she also looks familiar as an actress or something. She's uh, not. No, it, it's she reminds me of someone. Who the fuck is it? Is your, uh, uh, Melanie Linsky girl? Yes. You guys got that Linsky look. There you go. Thank you. That was driving me crazy. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly from, who I'm thinking about. Yeah, from from uh, Castle Rock, your favorite show. Castle Rock, and uh, a bunch of other stuff. She's married to John Ritter's son, Jason Ritter. Oh yeah, yeah, they're married. I forget they're married. And they always call her fat, which she's. I mean, yeah, people are fucking sick. This this internet world, where they, they they judge these women, and they're like, she's normal, but like she's just she's just heavy, like she's not even heavy set. Like oh, she's fat. She's always fat in her movies. She's the frumpy girl. And it's like in in reality, she's like an eight. She's really pretty. She's pretty, attractive woman. She's super she's pretty, pretty, and she's funny and a great and she's actress. Got, <laughs> she's got and she's got big boobs. She's great. <laughs> Again, boobs. She's great. She's a uh, uh, she's in like a movie with Elijah Wood, which is really good <clears throat> for what it is. It's like a Netflix movie. Yeah, what is that called? I want to leave this uh, place. I'm thinking. I some, leave this place. Yeah, something, yeah like something like that. But it's a movie about like a. She gets her silverware stolen from her house, and the whole movie's about them tracking it down. And Elijah Woods plays like this. He's like doing karate in, in his yard. It's 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 a very uh, like hipster movie, but it works. It's actually pretty funny. It co-stars, I think, uh, Ice Cube's son, who's also a really good actor. Yeah, yeah. I o'sh- like my Ice Cube son. O'Shea Jackson Jr. That's, uh, yeah, he's great. I like him he's, a lot. He's he's a handsome he's really dude. Good. Nah, he's he's good. I like him a lot. When I look he's at Ice Cube, I'm not, I'm not thinking about how attractive he is. I'm just like, that's a he's always looking stern. But then I look at his son, he's like, I'm like, that's a good looking man. <laughs> I grew up happy. I like my dad. Yeah. My dad had it rough, and then he got millions of dollars when he was like twenty. But it's still. true. You can tell that there's a very different. There's a lot of difference in how they how they came up, and it's love, on their I face. Love- I love Ice Cube because he's, he's a Raider, diehard Raider fan, yeah. and he's also he was against the COVID shot, so I'm, I'm all for him. I didn't take the jab. I didn't take the jab. It cost me twelve million dollars, but I didn't take the jab because he couldn't do certain movies because you can't in Hollywood. They're all about following those rules, and he's like, "Fuck that! I ain't doing that." I don't know what that is. I don't care. And, all he, uh, and he has it right because he's an African-American man. And all you got to say is Tuskegee. Yeah, that's all you have to say. <laughs> where they they saltpetered a lot of them so they wouldn't breed. So thank you, government, for your trust. This is not a political show. No, I know. I'm With that being it. said, if you're black and we're scared to get the COVID shot, I get it. No, if I, I, didn't, I didn't get it. I, I didn't get it. Were you scared or you just didn't want to get it? No, I just didn't want to get it. Hey, all right, yeah. But well, I'm saying shit. if you're black and you're like, uh, yeah, Tuskegee. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, you know. It wasn't even that long ago, really. 
No. <laughs> and I'm not talking about the, the airplane guys that no. George Lucas drew in, in Red Tails. It's about something else, something much worse. Or the Lawrence Fishburne Tuskegee Airmen. Great movie, HBO movie. Great movie, great yeah. Movie. Back great when, movie. Back when HBO used to make a bunch of great... Uh, I know, they made, yeah, now, now they make shit. Now they only do it if, if uh, Al Pacino's involved. Yes, what? and they're actually really good, though. They are, but Al like, wh- really why good. is it just Al Pacino that can do those? I don't know. He's made like four of them. They're all written by David Mamet, <laughs> usually. All right, so, oh, shit, where are we? Interstellar. Um, I saw this one in the theater, but the problem with me is it came out around the time I watched Gravity. Yes, that was the problem. And Gravity was an insanely good theater movie. And I was like, fuck, yes. this is so good. The movie itself is yeah. forgettable. Yes. But as far as an experience in the theater, you can't beat yeah. Gravity. No. And then I watched Interstellar. I'm, I'm like, this is very good. Yeah. But I don't care. <laughs> like, it doesn't have the... Right. And I wish I didn't have that feeling, but it, it, I totally did. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, if I could rewatch Interstellar in the theater now, I think I'd appreciate it way more. Right. I always forget that Matt Damon was this murderous coward in that movie. Yeah. I always forget he's in there. And if you watch the behind the scenes of that little robot they have, where it's like... Yeah. It's, it's like... Uh, uh, two of these. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the, ro- the, the robot's awesome. Yeah, and it's like it's literally a guy oh. with like a stick, yeah. and it rotates. And he's like... Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you, you're trying to figure out what's the point of this robot, and then they make it work. It's such an interesting design, and it works, because he picks up Anne Hathaway, and it runs It runs to the ship in the water before they kill Wes Bentley. Yeah. The, the most over... I don't know why Wes Bentley has a career, but he still acts. I don't know how he does it. He has a career playing a whiny bitch and everything. Yellowstone, especially. Oh, I haven't watched. I haven't watched Yellowstone. Man, I, I, him and his sister need to fucking die in Yellowstone. Oh, really? They're so annoying. And you, you Is like that? that I, you like the girl, but I'm so <laughs> done with her character. Is that the the the, the Lucy? Sh- I'm gonna fuck you. I hate you, but I'm gonna fuck you. That girl, the girl from True Detective season two. Yes. Yeah, Kelly the, oh, that, Riley. Kelly. Riley, something like that. I love her. I think no, she, nothing against her. Her character gorgeous. is so fucking irritating and, and just oh, ping-ponging it? back and forth between the really? same two annoying emotions. And it's, oh, They're just okay. like... they got. Tr- I, I picture her character and I think of the Austin Powers thing with the... Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's just trying to get out of there. <laughs> but that's her character. And I'm like, God, get rid of her. Stop. <laughs> so annoying. Is she gonna die? Or did they get rid of her? Did they kill her off? Her, her, and Wes Bentley are at odds right now, and there's only the season left that they have to do. There's so, one more season. Yeah, Kevin Costner's off the show, right? But he's done with this one. They're done after this. <laughs> but, oh, but they announced they had a, a plot line with it where they're like they're both gonna try to kill each other because they both have secrets over each other, which sounds totally like a uh-huh. soap opera, but it, it uh-huh. actually makes sense. Well, it is. It's it is. Opera. Yeah, it's fine. Well, that's what shows are. It's yeah, fine. but it's so it's. <laughs> it's dumb and it keeps dragging on. I'm like, just fucking kill one of the other. I don't care who. Get rid of the other All one because right. that would free up her character to go elsewhere. Now, does that show have nudity? She gets nude in like the first or second episode, slightly, and then nothing. And then nothing ever. There's again. a lot of fucks in it. Yeah, just, I, I just hear a lot of fucks. Like they curse, they like a train in that movie. Curse all the time. Or that show. It's not crazy. But like, I, I can't. Yeah, they don't swear that much. I don't like. I, I haven't. I, I, don't, I don't watch. Because how long has that show been on the air right now? Yellowstone. 
this fifth season? Yeah, there's five seasons. The fifth one will come out here. And this is and this is this is the last season right now. Yeah, because Kevin Costner's done with them. And they're not gonna they're not gonna bring him. They're not gonna do this another show that. They they also have like four spinoffs of Yellowstone. There's like 1883, 1921 with Harrison Ford and Helen Mirren. And they have another Tyler Sheridan like rodeo show. Tyler Sheridan basically owns Paramount Plus now. Yeah, he does. And he was the fucking sheriff on Sands of Anarchy. He gets killed in the second season. It's hilarious. He also has that show with Jeremy Renner. Mayor of Kingstown or something? That's his show. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. yeah the yeah, dude yeah. has like 17 shows. He's the Tyler yeah. Perry of, of uh, Paramount+. Yeah, Plus. he really is. And, and he's insane. written like five or six movies, too. Yeah. And all of them are pretty good. I Kudos like, I like to him, movies. yeah. Everything he's done, I've liked. Yeah. I, I, Hardware's good. I like that Jeremy Renner Indian movie. That's great. Uh, what was it? River? Something River? No idea. It's You haven't seen that one? No. Where he's like a detective, and, he, and his friend, his wife's Lost sister River, is Lost River, and his wife's his ex wife's sister gets murdered, and it's he goes after him, and he basically gets revenge. Mm. Like he's supposed to be like a sheriff, but he gets revenge like Indian style on him. Can't go wrong with that. It's good. Oh, it's good. And John Barathol shows up. In the oh, movie. now I gotta watch it. Okay, I'm watching oh, the he, I'm watching the like, Punisher now. He's the catalyst. He's the catalyst of the whole thing. It's just like oh wow. It's, that's pretty good. It's really, it's really kind of a sad movie, but it's good. I'm into John Barenthal again because I'm watching Punisher finally. Mm. And now I want to watch that, what was that Sweet Virginia movie that he's in? He's like holding a shotgun on the cover. I'm like, what is oh. that movie? Anyway, um, yeah, Dunkirk, Tenet. Uh, Interstellar was my number 10. What is your number 9 then? Because your number 10 was following. Yes, number 9, this might surprise you, Dark Knight Rises. Okay. Very low. My number nine is low. is following. Okay, yeah. So ten and nine following. Yeah. There yeah. You go. Now yeah. you saw this one, not in the theater. No, no. Neither, neither did I. This is the last one I haven't seen in the theater. Because I don't think it ever came to the theater. So I'm sure it did. I do um, own it. I think I still have it on DVD. I can't remember. It might be somewhere. I, I think remember. I love this movie. For your, for, for your first movie, holy shit, yeah. is it good. Yeah. It follows the same out of broken narrative structure. Yeah. All and, the all the yeah. pieces are there. All the puzzle pieces that is Christopher Nolan's uh, modus operandi. It's it's all there. You got the you know black and white. Uh, the, the the timelines messed up. You get the, the the wife. You get the woman who betrays you. Yeah. Yeah. I just find the story that he chose to do with his first movie very strange. And it's fascinating because his the whole plot of that is this guy decides he's just going to start following people one day. With no no motivation, nothing planned. Just going to follow them and see what they do. It, sometimes they freak out. Sometimes they are completely unaware. And he sees all this weird shit. And then he meets up with a dude who's a, who's a robber. He's like He breaks into people's houses and, and steals their shit. And that's kind of the next stage of that of what happens with the main character is they start breaking in and all he's interested in is looking through the photos and the other guy's like stealing all the shit and it's just them and betrayal and yada 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 i won't spoil it at all because it is definitely worth watching and a lot of people have not seen it yeah it's really short it's like 70 minutes and that, yeah 70 minutes and that's why i think he really he basically said 
was 70 minutes because we had to do it a feature, but the like the limited run was free because they couldn't afford the film. They had to get like really cheap film to do it, and it was just a cost prohibitive to go beyond 70 minutes. I'll play it. Okay. I'll play just a few seconds. Like I'll just put it on a random spot because it looks good. And when he and when he used to show falling at, at film festivals, he used to pass around a hat to get money for Memento. He wanted to find. He needed financing for Memento, so he was getting it through the hat. Yeah, there's the here's the you know quote unquote bad guy. Exactly. Right. His voice. He has that vo- father yeah, from uh, Memoirs of an Invisible Man. Yeah. Oh, hello. I'm going to rape you. Ooh, nice machine. Maybe he's a writer. Nah, he's a writer who never works there, so this guy wants to be a writer. Those are two separate, separate things. This is his house, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, this is the this is his house. He he wants him to judge him. And, right. I, and I don't think he wants to victimize someone. He's like, I'm breaking to my house. Um, it's... When you do your first movie, no one did everything right here. He got actors that are actually good. Yeah. So he kept his cast really small, and that lets you like get good actors. You're not like stretching thin. Oh fuck! I'll get this guy for this role. Oh, he really sticks out. You know what I mean? You're not getting those sore spots. Just like three or four roles in this movie, and everyone's really fucking good. Kevin Smith is the equivalent here in America. Yes. No, I'm kidding. Darren, the Dar- of Nolan. I was going to bring up because Nolan, Darren Aronofsky, and Kevin Smith, all their first movies were black and white. Right. Two of those movies are incredible. Kevin Smith yes. is also there um, with Clerks, which is a great movie. Don't get me wrong, but right. I love Pie, Darren Aronofsky's like student movie, if you will. I've never, never watched following. Pie. I've never seen it. It's great. Never seen Pie. His is a little too heady, but it does work. It's a great movie. It really is. Did you speak of Pie, though? Because the same guy's in Pie. He's in the episode where Gene Carly Esposito gets blown up in Breaking Bad. That character actor, he's in Pie. And he's the, the old man? Hector Salamanca. Yeah, he died. He, he blows it. Yeah, he just died. But there's somebody been posting online the alternate ending of Breaking Bad, where it's the scene where he's ringing the bell. And Gene Carly goes, no! And then he shoots up in the air. He's flying in the air. And he crashes into uh, 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 Walter White's house and blows up. It's hilarious. (laughs) I think I sent it to you. I don't. It was on Instagram. I don't remember seeing that. (laughs) Uh, It's fucking. Actually, uh, let me send it to you right now. It's fucking funny. Maybe watch it on here. Because it's fucking funny. Uh, Let me look. I'll look it up because I can play it here. it's really quick too. Uh, what's it's not it? very long. It's um, but it, it's one of those things that's just ridiculous. We we but call my uh, my new son uh, Ollie because we were watching. My wife finally watched Breaking Bad. Oh yeah. And I was like, "Here's Giancarlo Esposito," and we will not stop saying his name, Giancarlo Esposito. Giancarlo. It's the funnest name to say. So we started calling my baby Giancarlo Esposito. Yeah, (laughs) so so random. Um, Oh man, no idea where to find this. I'll let you uh, do that. But yeah, following. um, I would love to see this in the theater. 
I mean, it's going to be one of those, like, small theaters, you know, or, like, a throwback day, but I, I can't imagine a big theater showing following. Who's going to show up to that thing? You know, only, only Nolanites. Yeah, which is not enough and, of not yeah, enough people. Yeah, that's a lot. Uh, that's a lot. Yeah. That's it's... a lot to ask for. Um, following is, it was a Criterion now, right? I believe Criterion yeah, has well, that. Yeah, really... straight to Criterion. Yeah, it's in, I used to have that on DVD, but I'm gonna, I am gonna need to rebind on Blu-ray. Yeah, it's definitely worth owning for your anybody's collection, especially if you're a Nolanite, you gotta own it. Or Criterion Collectionite. Exactly. Or a Sodomite, wait, no. A son of a, I cast you down, a son of a. <laughs> um, You're going to be fucked by a train. <laughs> Speaking of, let's move on. Wait, no. Let's just move on to the next one. So my, my number nine is following. What is your number eight? Because your number nine was Batman Rises or Dark Knight Rises somehow. Yes. I, you know... I will I say... Why, but just, it felt like this is where our, my list got a little tricky. Yeah, well, I, I, Interstellar, okay, is is number uh, eight. Um, and we talked about that already, basically. Here is where we see the step up in, in my yes. list, like those bottom four, and then there's a big step up right here. And my number eight is Batman Begins. Okay, it was we're so hard to put off. this at number eight. Yeah, we're not too far off. I that one has grown on me. Yeah. Because when I, when I first saw it, I didn't like it. When I first saw it in the theater, wow. I was disappointed. Because it's not what I was expecting. Because I don't like the way Nolan action sequences action. Can't fault you on that. Like, I was like, that's ah, too close. I don't like the I don't like the the in like the, the tight shots of him fighting and it's quick and he's done. But I mean I get I get that's the point. Like that's the whole that's what Batman does. Like I get it. Like now watching it, I had to I've had to get through that, like that disappointment, and then just love the sky. I love the story. Yeah, story's great. Actors. Yeah, and the music and everything. The sets worked. are great. It's just great. Yeah, everything's good. It's a great movie. I love all the stuff with the mountain with the Liam Neeson where they're getting the flower. Well, absolutely, yeah. And it's it is told uh, it's told out of order as well. Yeah, like you see the you see the Liam Neeson backstory yep. stuff out of order. And it, so I, I don't know. I saw this in the theater and I fucking loved it. Yeah, it. It's a movie, I will say, everything from following on down is in my top 100. Like, the rest of these movies are in my top 100 movies. So, following is toward the bottom. Um, So, when I I put them at number eight, it's not because I don't love the movie. It's just because I love Christopher Nolan's other movies more. It's the same problem we have with Coen Brothers, where you're like, love them all. Like, how do I... Yeah, 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 yeah. But Dark Knight does have, and I completely agree, I was in the theater and I sat a little too close the first time I saw this in the theater. And yes, mm. the first time I saw this in the theater. I was I was like, oh, dear God. <laughs> Back up. Especially in the beginning when they're like in that uh, shipping yard. And he's, he's, and he's sleep, sleep, and you can't yeah, see yeah, anything. Like, scene, yeah, God yeah, yeah. damn. <laughs> like, Where are you? Yeah, but now that I'm watching TV, I can back the fuck up. It, it right, yeah. definitely does. Uh, it's an easier pill yeah. to swallow. Yeah, I, I have since seen Batman Begins like 20 times. Yeah. I've seen it so many times. And I love, I do love that movie. And it, it is on my list a little bit higher than yours. Yeah. 
but not much higher. You know what's good news about Nolan? Neither one of one of us has said Oppenheimer yet. Like we're not putting his no. new movie at the bottom of our list just because it's new. Which I feel like right, a yeah. lot of people would do. Not that we're better yeah. than them. I'm just saying, like the, most directors, I would go, eh, or in a band, and be like their new album, eh. We're better than them. But well, I mean, we've both only seen it once, and it's we haven't mentioned yeah. it yet. So that's that's a good sign for his career for the future. Yeah, I think I think Nolan's okay. Yeah, I think I, I think he'll do okay. Do you like the fact that he goes, "I'm not gonna kill you." Yeah, but I don't have to save you. Shit, <laughs> out the back of the train. Yeah, but it's like, eh. I mean, it's just like, well, hold on now. Wait a minute. Well. That's your whole thing, Batman. That's still manslaughter. That's still murder. That's negligent homicide right now, Batman. You're basically, you are killing him. Yes, you are. Uh, Yeah, he's dead. Uh, uh, By the way, I I think you hit that guy in the temple too hard. He's not waking up. No. He also. Sorry, go ahead. No, I I would say that, that guy's in a coma. From the docks, and he hasn't woken up since Dark Knight Rises. He he woke up eight years <laughs> after you did in Dark Knight Rises. I would love if Dark Knight Rises they show his body and people are just walking by like dripping food in his mouth. Yeah, <laughs> here you go, sir. That's what happens when I got to get out of here and get on a train. God, <laughs> he does level a lot of police cars in the first one. Oh, he does. Yes, there's a lot uh, of chaos. There's so many dead cops in movies. And they don't ever acknowledge it, especially superhero movies. Oh, yes. Where they just, he mows down cop cars and they're all flipping. And Well, that is the one the one line that, that hurts the Dark Knight in, in the movie where the guy goes, no more dead cops. Like, that's the one awkward line in the speech. In the movie. All right, take me in. Guy, I am Batman. Yeah, I am Batman. Before, the, before <laughs> he does that, the guy goes, no more dead cops. Yeah. I was like, can I get a better actor Because he, he does it like this. No more dead cops! Yeah. <laughs> and then that lady. Well, yeah, nobody wants that. <laughs> that lady, yeah. The Joker's doing that. The Joker's <clears throat> killed like 50 cops in Dark Knight. I get... The whole movie of Dark Knight is is comparable to... I hate that I'm saying this. To the second Halloween movie, the, the new one. Yes, right. Where yes. it's just the chaos that this stuff has created. Right. The, the fear and the panic. That's all it is. Right, but I get why they would blame Batman for this, but really and, he has zero percent to do with it. And Anthony Michael Hall's in both of them. Yes, that's true. Wow. What an that is very it. true. It's a sad, sad. <laughs> wow. Thank you for tying that together. <laughs> now let's exactly. talk about our favorite Halloween movies. Yes. No. Um. Uh, it's uh, House. Oh. Resurrection is number one. Of course. Um. No, but uh. Oh, I, I do like and I appreciate what, what uh, Harvey Dent says in that scene. We're not even talking about the same movie anymore. We're talking about Dark Knight. But, which is, do we really, really want to give in to this madman? Like, that's right, what yeah. we're going to sacrifice this guy for? Yeah. And he goes, we're perfectly fine letting him clean up the streets. But, you know, yeah. when it's the mob. But now, he's completely right. But also, I understand why people would panic when they got families and shit. Yeah. It makes sense. But I do enjoy watching... <clears throat> Like those reaction videos, and I don't know why I like these doing this, but it just—I don't know—it's been my my obsession for like the last six months. Watching all—it's these- been like eight months, ten months, whatever. So, yeah, <laughs> um, watching no. these these reaction videos. I want you to send Anyways, me one because I still have zero idea what the fuck you're talking about. They're just people who've never seen movies. They're they're normies. 
and they sit down. They said, "We we've always heard good things about Batman Begins, but we've never watched it. Is so it, we're gonna finally watch it, and here's our reaction to watching the movie." Is it like our video? Or is it like the camera watching them, and then the movies in the corner, so you can see what they're watching, or is it just them, pretty much? Just but them? They can't show. They have to. They can't show giant chunks of the movie. They'll show snippets of the movie, and they play with the audio because all the copyright stuff. So sometimes. Like and sometimes the move the show the the channel has to be taken off and then re put on because yeah. they they have to take out certain elements because it's copyrighted. So it's like it's a delicate balance balance of yeah. Oh, I know. Reacting to it, some of those B movie battles in the middle in the middle tier that I did are just me watching movies, and if the clips are right. a little too long, they'll they'll get you. Yeah. Well, what what that's what happened to when we did that stupid gay. Fucking alien movie. Gay alien movie. It's not even on the podcast. It's not even available. You know what's sad? I need you to narrow it down more. The gay alien <laughs> movie with the fashionistas. Okay, Liquid Sky. Liquid Sky. See, yes. the, I've watched several. I watched Doctor Alien. I've seen like on the shows. <laughs> we did a whole episode of Liquid Sky watching the movie yes. free on YouTube, and it we can't put it on. We have it's not up. You can't. You can't do it. Yeah, I, I got to look into that. Um, let me like, add that to the that was like, growing list here. Because that was a that was pain. We went through that movie. That was painful. Liquid Sky took our art from us. Ban? I'll put no more Liquid Sky. <laughs> no more Liquid Sky. I do yeah, like we, the. Uh, oh, we'll talk about Dark Rise or Dark Knight later. But Batman Begins. It's just a solid fucking movie, and it's the first Batman oh. movie where I go, "This is what Batman should be." Like, it really was, like... Because I love... Obviously, we love the first two Batman movies. Yes. That's what we grew up on. Those That's our Batman. Yeah. But to see Nolan do it... Because I was so worried because it's Nolan and it's Batman. Those two ideas to me at the time seemed very... Like, they would butt heads. But I'm like... Right. Fuck, he's doing it. Christian Bale's perfect for this. Oh, yeah. Big time. And... Oh, man. I, I don't know. It's, I think it's an underrated movie. And most people just kind of discount the first one. But it's great. No, I don't think. I think. I think more people discount the last one. It's I true. Think, I think Batman Begins with Dark Knight are but, highly regarded, and then everybody hates and shits on Dark Knight Rises. But you Dark also Rises isn't a bad movie. It's a good movie. I like Dark Knight Rises. Just when talking about other movies on the list, it just goes down to that point. Where yes. That part. No, you're right. But they also you hear about Dark Knight Rises still. You don't hear a fucking word about Batman Begins. Like, zero people talking about that. Because they didn't have Tom Hardy as Bane. That's the difference. Right. But... Don't care about me before I put on the mask. There's no grand villain in the first one. They went with Raja Ghoul, who's not even really in the... I don't know. It's very confusing who's there and who's not. Because it's not really a person in this universe. No, well, because... Yeah, because he's playing... Because Ducard was a real character in the mythos of Batman, yes. and so is Ra's al Ghul. So they made Ducard and Ra's al Ghul the same character, but it's Ra's al Ghul. And it's Liam Neeson. So. Well, you got Liam Which Neeson, but sense. you also had the fake, uh, the sellout with Ken Watanabe. Uh, Watanabe. Yeah, right. Ken yeah, Watanabe, Ken Watanabe. Sorry. I no. bought the airline. I said that very, like, American. Ken Watanabe. That Watanabe's a good actor there. Oh, man, he's great. I Get that him. Ken Watanabe over there, Quesadilla, with some ta- some tacos oh, or... Oh, man. Well, you watch that? He's in that? Oh, I cry every time. That man, that, that bastard, <laughs> he's so good. Like, Clint did a hell of a job in that movie there. But I do love the fact that the Batman movies are all British people and Aussies. 
pretty much yeah. the whole it, series, that, other that, than Morgan Mendel's Freeman. Still. You're and and Anne Hathaway and Aaron and Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah, but all the, all, but those are all and side Maggie characters. And Katie Holmes. No, but picture the people who are in all three movies. The actors who are in right. all three Killian, movies. Killian. It's Morgan Freeman. Yeah, Killian Murphy. He's Irish. Yeah, but other than who's American in in the Batman movies in all three movies? Morgan Freeman. Gary Oldman. <laughs> the best part about Gary Oldman is hearing his real accent and personality. Oi, fuck all, mate. <laughs> Oh, Gary. He's funny. I love He's great. I love Gary Oldman. He's he's my favorite. I feel like he would show up with me and get shit faced doing a podcast. Well, he doesn't drink anymore, so he doesn't do that anymore. But Very back true. in like Dracula, Dracula Gary Oldman days, that guy could shut him down. With Kiefer Sutherland. And I think there was it was Kiefer Sutherland, him, maybe Val Kilmer. I feel like they all hung out and they got drunk all the time together. I, I feel like but can you imagine that going out with Gary Oldman, Kiefer Sutherland? On a binge, Gary Oldman, yes. Kiefer, I feel like I would get irritated after a while. No, I think Kiefer's great. No, Kiefer he would be. Like, I'd be like, I don't want to get arrested tonight, Kiefer. We're not, Please no, stop no, punching no. the the police horse. No, listen, he he, he <laughs> loves it. It's cool. Don't worry. This explains everything. <laughs> do I have that clip? Oh, God. Yes, you do. You're a pirate, Kiefer. That would explain. It. Hey, Kiefer, you're a pirate, man. That would explain everything. Come on. <laughs> He's a genius! I bet we're the only podcast that has that ready oh, to no. go. I hope so, because, man, <laughs> Kiefer Sutherland is the, is the greatest American hero in, in American history. That would explain everything. That would explain everything. <laughs> Jumps in a Christmas tree. <laughs> God, he's a genius. I love Kiefer Sutherland. No, definitely. I'm just saying, love. I would be like, I we've been arrested the last three nights. Can tonight? Can we well, take it easy? Did you ever see his Inside the Actor Studio? No. There's a there's a, um there's a moment where because you know like they do that 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 whole thing where he goes like I have the, the message the, the questionnaire from Quipoval, and he goes, "What's your favorite curse word? What's your least favorite word?" And uh, what like his least his least favorite word was the N word. He says it. <laughs> he says the N word. Says the actual he word. He says the actual word. I mean, he's and, answering the question. He's, well, he's right. He's a ter- it's a terrible word. He doesn't like it, yeah. rightfully so. But what somebody did was they took that and they redid the interview, and they go, "What's your favorite word?" And he goes, "Huh, it's simple." <laughs> What's your favorite it's, word? It's so funny. And then he goes, What do you hate? It's simple. <laughs> it, it, all, every answer was and it's so funny. And I, I don't think anybody's ever said like, it's got no views on YouTube. And it's one of, pretty funny. Genius, one of the most genius the simplest clips. edits. Oh, it's so funny. It's what I yeah, it's what uh, uh Filthy Twilight Zone is. The, yeah, the simplest edits I can oh do. Unless I get bored during the episode and, and then I want to get creative. I'll show it to you when we're done with this show. Yeah. Show me that one and the other I one you mentioned. You need you need to watch that. It's the Breaking uh, Bad. But I, I, I laugh my ass off. And it's not it's just the it's just the context of Kiefer saying the N word, but because it, it it's not that he's disparaging, it's he hates that he's right, it's a terrible word. Yeah. But somebody has taken it and made a joke out of it. Yeah. And it's just it's just ridiculous. I just want to point out right now. 
as we just crossed the hour threshold, you thought we could do all 12 in an hour. We're at number eight. No, we're not. This is eight? I thought we were at number seven. That was my number eight. Uh, what is your number seven? Inception. Okay. Uh, we'll get to that. My number seven is Oppenheimer. Really? That, that Okay, okay. Yeah. Well, it's, I've only seen it once. It could definitely <laughs> no, grow. I, that's fine. We're not too far off here on Oppenheimer. Yeah, it's uh, I, I mean, we talked about it a couple weeks ago. I watched it in the theater. Uh, it's very hard to go to the theater now with a newborn baby and a infant or yeah, a toddler and blah blah blah. But thoroughly enjoyed it. We went to the movie with the baby, and she's breastfeeding oh. during the movie. Whoa! So you got to see your wife's titty and Florence Pugh's titty. So I literally got to go. I think they're the same color nipple. Yeah. No, it's a, I don't know. It's a, it's, a, it's a very good movie, and it was way better than I expected. Even my wife fucking loved it. Yeah, and I was good. like, I gave that movie a nine. Yeah. She's like, yeah, yeah that I, was that was I fantastic. I enjoyed it quite a bit. It, it was far better than I expected. And yeah. how do you make a movie that great about something that seems like it would be the most boring thing ever? Like on right, paper, yeah. it sounds boring as shit. Yeah. But goddamn, it's a it's Mike Flanagan syndrome. This sounds yeah. stupid. That right, was yeah. great. How did you do that? How did you how did you turn this on its head? <laughs> yes. like, having it open with Einstein and closing with Einstein, and you did the whole mystery of the movie is what did Einstein? And it was just nothing. We talk about before. and it was just, it was basically a, a callback to earlier. Where he goes, I think we did. And that was it. It was just like we we destroyed the world. Well, yeah, I think we did. And, and that then, was it. That was the end of it. And then it was all... I, I did expect it, but also it was very cool to sit there and watch the Robert Downey Jr. And spoiler alert. Yeah. The yeah. twist that he's the bad guy because he's like pleading his case to those guys when he's doing his little conference trying to get sworn in. Um, who was the people... I'm trying to remember who was doing that. Who was uh, on his side there in that room? Uh, it was... Um, God damn it. Why is it blanking on me? David Krumholtz. Guy no, no, no. Later, like the the latest storyline, the last. Oh, when he's on when he's on the trial. Yeah, when he's when he's he's, he's trying to get sworn in. And there, and that's when, when uh, John, when, when John uh, John Connor is putting him on the on the stand, trying to get him to <laughs> talk about how he's a commie. That no. actor, a bunch of stuff. It's it's remember. oh my god! Why there's so many actors in this movie. There are. Han Solo is in this movie for Christ's sake. That's who it was. That's who I'm thinking of. Aldrin and Enric. He's the one that gets revealed. He's in the scene when he reveals that yes, I'm the one that's setting him up. Because fuck that guy. He doesn't like Oppenheimer's like uh, his his arrogance. Which when you watch the rest of the movie and from what I hear about history, doesn't really exist. Yeah, but. It was nice because um, usually I watch these kind of movies and I'm like, I already know what happens. Blah, blah, blah. Here we go. This one, I actually forgot what happened with the real Robert Oppenheimer. I thought he, because of the guilt, killed himself. I could have sworn that was the storyline. But no, it was his daughter, which is even sadder. Well, they probably, yeah, I don't think he really got along with his family. Yeah, he doesn't seem like a nice family man, does he? Well, he did. Well, he did. He was a womanizer. Yeah, uh, it's a notorious womanizer. Are you sending a lot me of that? Commie, 
Yeah, I sent you the keeper side notes there. Okay, I'll check that out later. Yeah, but and I got I got to look for the uh, Breaking Bad thing. Oh, Oppen- he was a notorious womanizer from what it, from everything we've seen and, and heard. Yeah. Um, how do you leave Florence Pugh? That's, 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 I can't get over that. Well, she, she was nuts. She was crazy. She was, but sometimes she you gotta deal with that shit, nuts. man. <laughs> no, no, she was too crazy. Like, you, you can't. Gives her flowers. Don't give me flowers. We're not, we're not, I think you were married. It seemed like they were in the movie, but then I looked into it after on the on the drive home, and I'm like, oh, they were never married. He was they only married, married once. Okay. Yeah, and it was too birdie. Right. And I don't know how you feel about Emily Blunt. I she's fine. I, you I don't kind of, like her? I'm kind of bored with her. I don't know. She doesn't. I mean, she's fine. She's a good actress, but I just kind of feel, I don't kind of, uh, <laughs> kind of just tune her I, out. I, 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 she's, she's fine. I, I don't I don't hate her I don't not hate her I, I just she's fine I think she's um very attractive yeah. but she's a pretty <clears throat> face but again the John Krasinski effect where it's like oh she's married to him that's kind of man see I'm the opposite I'm like why is he married to her <laughs> oh no he deserves he I like John Krasinski but uh, yeah it's just an odd pairing how they're together. It does seem like he would be talking, 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 and she's like barely responding. And I'm like, what do they talk about? <laughs> well, I think one of the, the most uh, out of touch thing I've ever seen her talk about was her and Amy Adams when they were doing a movie <clears throat> called The Cleaning Service or something. It was like back in 2006, a long time ago. Sunshine Cleaning. I Sunshine think it's Cleaning, yeah. And they had this interview and they were laughing because, like, we're such a lovely time together because, you know, with girls hanging out. Set with actors, and we discovered something that we never discovered something called burritos. And I'm like, Oh, Christ, lady, really? You've never heard of burritos before? Isn't Amy Adams from like Virginia? Yeah, pretty much. They don't have Mexican food in Virginia. I swear she's like the best burritos are San Diego and California. That's it. I mean, you can't, and maybe Arizona. Like, honestly, that's what you say. You're fucking kidding me. Well, not not Texas because Texas has Texas. No, Texas they they mix it too much. No, Arizona is just you know. people who walk straight over. Yeah, Arizona is a well. El Paso, I think, is where the best Mexican is. Yeah, I can imagine. I'm told the rest of Texas has sucks though. Perry said El Paso is the best. Yeah, but I've had burritos and Alpha burritos. They're not they don't have rice and beans. That's the big difference, and it's an open face sort of tortilla. Yeah, you, it's not wrapped. It's open faced. It's meat and like a sauce, and that's. I don't think most people realize that real Mexican food doesn't come (laughs) wrapped up in a. You take the tortilla and it's in your hand. Yeah, it's in your non-dominant hand, which for me is my right, and you you slop it up, and you kind of. You're left-handed. Yeah, you kind of use it like a, like you soak it up and you put that in it, and you kind of do that like. Yeah, it's like non. It's like you use non. Yeah. Same way that you eat with your fingers, basically. They don't sit there and And like. (sighs) The only reason why the burrito is a thing. Because it's California, and the workers did it because they take their food and wrap it so they can eat it on the field. Yeah. It's something that's it's portable. Much like workers in Eastern Europe and Europe where they had the pasties. They had meat pies. Pasties? They wrap it up in, oh. in pasties. Oh, God, Sorry. yes. Emily Blunt in pasties. Uh, no. Um, she's pretty. I just get nothing out of her personally. No, she's pretty. And she was going to be the original uh, Black Widow. Ugh. She was cast. She was going to shoot. She got pregnant. 
You know who I get her who I get her confused with is former Mrs. Aaron Rodgers, who plays um, um, that awful bitch. Yeah, Uh, she was uh, in the she was in the X Men. That's what made me think of it. Oh no, you're thinking you're not. You know, she was in in the Divergent movies. Shailene Woodley. No, the other one. Shailene Woodley. The other one. Former Aaron Rodgers. Oh, Olivia Munn. Olivia Munn. Living man, yeah, yeah, who, yeah. Who got a face job and she looks like a different person? Really, did not know and that. She's she's married Wait. to Mike Birbiglia now, or whatever. Really, the comedian? She's married. She's married to a comedian. Had a baby with him. I think it's she, Mike Birbiglia. She, she's married to Sleepwalk with me, I, Mark Birbiglia. I like, I love Mark, Mark Birbiglia. I, I think by the way. so. I could be wrong. You might want to <clears> double check that just to just on the safe side. I think she's with Mike Birbiglia. Uh, uh, yeah, Olivia. I'm pretty sure Mon. she's married to him now. John Mulaney. John Mulaney, that's right. I'm sorry. Yeah, it was John okay. Mulaney. Yeah. John Mulaney's definitely like... more attractive. Plus, he's 20 years younger than Mike Birbiglia. But... There you go. That makes sense. That makes yeah. sense. No, she did, they remind me of each other. Yeah. Uh, in fact, the exes of both those people remind me of each other. They're very similar people in real life, I feel like. Aaron Rodgers yeah. and uh, John Krasinski. Boring. It's just funny because John Krasinski is on The Office and Aaron Rodgers is obsessed with The Office so much so that he got himself on The Office in the last episode. Really? Yes. I did not know that. Uh, one of the last episodes when he's doing the singing competition with Andy, he's one of the judges, Aaron Rodgers. Okay. He's a, he's a, he was obsessed with the show. They have a, a meme of Aaron Rodgers <laughs> going around. He's in his jet uniform and he's all gray. It's just, Aaron Rodgers is especially the oldest player in the NFL right now. And it's like, he's not that old. He's like 35. How old is he, 38? He's he's my age. He's 40? No, he's. I think uh, he's just younger than me, but like a year. Yeah, he's 36, 37. Maybe I'm off by a couple years. but was 45. I think um, he still won champions. Well, he's the best, so. Uh, hold on one second. Who are we talking about? Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Aaron Rodgers. Age? 39. He's literally my age. He's young. Wow. He's, a, he's wow. like six months older than me. How sad is that when you compare, you know, people of the same age and where you are and where they are, and it makes me sad. You know what's sad is Carmelo Anthony, it, it uh, the really basketball player, sad. is literally born on my date, May 29, wow. nineteen eighty four. I'm wow. like, that dude is kind of got forced retirement. Like he's yes. that old. But Aaron Rodgers, I notice, is starting to turn into Peter Stormare. He is. And then me and my wife cannot stop bringing it up when we see him now. Blooper pancakes. <laughs> yes. So here's Aaron Rodgers. Look at, oh, that's a bad picture right yeah, there. Yeah, Peter Store Mayor and Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, so I, I bet someone it. else has noticed. I uh, see it. It's amazing. My girlfriend oh, said Aaron no. Rodgers looks like Peter Store Mayor. Here like it is. That. Here it is. That's amazing. They're that's starting amazing. to become the same person. Here's them. <laughs> Looks like he looks like Nick Cage and Con Air. He does look like there it is. Yeah. That's oh my god. Funny. No, but look at this. It's insane. Wow. <laughs> she wouldn't stop. She wouldn't stop shrinking. Shrinking. Look at this. <laughs> what? He's wearing his Nihilist shirt from Big Lebowski. I suck your cock for a thousand dollars. Must be exhausting. All right. Uh, number. Uh, Oppenheimer, great movie. Need to rewatch it. Cannot wait for it to come out because we will. Me and my wife will definitely check it out. It's oh, absolutely yeah. It's a courtroom drama. 
Pretty much, yeah. And it's fascinating. It's very well done. Everyone is everyone is deserves an Oscar for this movie, if you ask me. Everyone is so fucking good in it. I hope it's his year, but with the Oscars, they don't want you to white people anymore. Yeah. So there's going to be some weird, stupid gay black movie or Mexican movie coming out about gay people, and that'll win the awards. I'm going to call it now. Robert Downey Jr. gets nominated for Best Supporting. I think he might win. He'll probably win, but I I know he'll at least get nominated. I don't know if Killian Murphy will. I think Killian Murphy will win. I hope so. Actor. I think he will. I think Robert Danger will win Best Supporting Actor. I do believe that Nolan will win Best Director. Yeah. Oh, we were talking Best, about that after, weren't we? Yeah. But Best Picture, I don't know because the Oscars no. are fickle like that. It won't get Best Picture. Because again, there's going to be a there's going to be a gay movie that comes out. I'm not saying like it's a gay movie, but. I, yeah, I'm about gay people. Yeah. And it's going to be like, oh, this is so, it's about love and people don't want this. They're denying the loves. Like, God, stop with these They kind of do the up. offset, though, where they'll do that for three or four years and then they'll go the other way. And I feel right, like they've kind of done that the last few years. Maybe they'll go well, they it. Probably, the pride of this year because nobody watches the Oscars anymore. Yes. So they'll definitely, and they will um, need a boost in ratings. So Oppenheimer might win Best Picture and Best Director. Not screenplay. What win screenplay? It, it could win screenplay. I don't think it will, but it's definitely going to win director. It's definitely going to win um, um, you, you know what's sound gonna win mixing. Best, what's going to win best adapted screenplay? And sound design. You know what will win best adapted screenplay? Ooh. Barbie. Oh, God. I guarantee you Barbie will win an Oscar. Well, I was telling you, I'm like, this should win best costume design, but Barbie exists. No, Barbie. So Barbie's going to win that too. Barbie might. I think Oppenheimer will win best editing. It should win best editing. Do you see Greta Gerwig winning best director over Nolan? No, I don't think that'll happen. But they will give her an Oscar for writing because she's already been nominated. See, and that's as a fucking writer. stupid because the script They'll is the stupidest that. part of the Barbie movie. Well, but that's what I'm saying. I'm saying if anything was going to get awarded, it'll be it'll be that. Because then they'll give one to Nora Baumbach too, because he co-wrote the script. And they're already up. He's already been nominated a bunch of times. Um, I, it's definitely I do my uh, my annual movie of the year on the website lawstudios.com. Oppenheimer's going to be this year. I can I can already tell. Yeah, like I'm likely. trying to think of a and there's not many Nolan movies that have won that really. It's because other movies come out that year that are just better. Well, you're wrong. Actually, the movie of the year is Indiana Jones and the <laughs> Dial of Destiny. And the Dial of the Tombstones colonoscopy. Whatever the fuck they're called now. I don't even... Indiana Jones <laughs> and the, 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 dial, the Kidney Dialysis of Destiny. Indiana Jones and the... Holy shit, my plane's going down over Omaha. Oh my god, my dog bag's <laughs> empty. Alright, that was my number seven. What is your number six? My number Our six. last one of the podcast. These two. One, two, three, four, five, six. Oh, I think we missed my seven. Did we talk about Inception? You said no. We're not talking about yours. We're going off mine here. Oh, okay. What's your number so, seven uh, or six? Uh, sorry, <clears throat> six is Batman Begins. Okay, we already talked about that. We yeah. will get to Inception here, uh, but first, my number six. And I thought you would have this lower than I did, but apparently, I'm the <coughs> one that has to say Insomnia. Well, you're not far off. Yeah. Uh, 
Insomnia is a movie I I was already on board with Christopher Nolan because I you know Memento came out and I was blown away and then I watched Following. Yeah. And I was like, fuck, I, I went to like Insomnia and it was not a packed theater, believe it or not. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, all right, here we go. And there was a lot of people there and it wasn't, but I was like, more people than I expected, but also I feel like this should be packed. Um, it was in Michigan though, so I'll give it a little bit of credit. It wasn't a big city. I have a funny story about it. Yeah, if you have a story, oh, go right no. ahead. I'm just kind of <clears throat> commenting on when I, people were or weren't there. When, when that movie came out, I was working at the theater in Modesto. It was like my first like job that I, I had after, well, during junior college. It was just a side job. And it was, I, I hate I was, I was such an awful employee. I went there to watch Insomnia, not realizing that I was supposed to be working that shift. So I was there watching a movie instead of being at work. They worth didn't it check the and i was fired like three months later obviously but i lived like 30 minutes away at the time because i lived in the country and had to drive to the city to go to work and this is like on the other side of town back when you had the theater. almond farm no before well same time yeah and uh, i had to drive all the way out to modesto to to um do anything so it was like a 25 26 minute drive back and forth and this was on the other side of town so it was even longer so i drove extra miles to go see insomnia for free and i was supposed to be working and it was a busy day in the theater like the manager was working behind the counter i was like ah well she's working i just walk right past and i was like oh shit i was supposed to work today and i'm here watching the movie worth it and i saw insomnia it was worth it it was great i miss those jobs where you can just work and be like ah, i don't give a fuck i still have dreams where I, like i used to work at toys r us i was, that too yeah. when i was in Right after high school, I was going to community college for like a year, just before film school. And I was like, I, this sucks. And I, uh, my friend was working there. I'm like, yeah, I'll work there. And I worked there like when I wanted to. And I'd be like sweeping and be like, no, I'm done. And just walk away from the mall. And then one day I just was like, you know, I'm going to move to Miami. And he's like, you're going to tell them, right? Like you're going to call them. I'm like, yeah, yeah. In Miami. Kept getting phone calls. Like, you're going to show up? I was like, no, I'm not. But I don't really feel like I need to tell you that. That's kind of personal. I was such a dick. <laughs> no, I, I worked uh, winter of 2007 when I was living with Matt and Todd in yeah. Los Feliz. I worked at the Los Feliz Toys R Us for the Christmas holiday season 2007. I went home. I was supposed to work that night. I drove straight home. And totally didn't work the graveyard shift. Yeah. I, I and the left him in the lurch. I told him, "Yeah, I'm gonna be gone for a week, so I, I'm gonna go." He said, "Yeah, it's fine. We got to work that night." Yeah, I will. Didn't even show up. Didn't even call. And they never called me. They didn't care. <laughs> but um, like literally three weeks later, I get back and I'm going there. I'm like going, "Yeah, I mean," and he go, "Well, we're gonna be doing a remodel in the store. Can you do the night? You're gonna do graveyard for us, and uh, what we'll do is we'll fire you here." And to rehire you in, in January. Oh, fuck you. Yeah, January. <laughs> yeah. I said, that's fine. Not realizing that it basically cost me like two, three dollars an hour, extra an hour. Because when I got rehired, they paid me nothing. And if I would have kept my job, I would have paid more. That's why they fired me to rehire me. Yeah, there's so a, there's a reason. More. Two quick stories. Uh, I was like, fuck. And then. So go ahead. No, I, just, I worked that fucking <laughs> overnight job. From January to May, and I, 
I, I couldn't take it. It was fucking a nightmare. It was a nightmare world. I just couldn't take it anymore. Because they'd work you every night straight, like eight days a week. It was horrible. And one day, the time they gave me, and, the, and then when they finally did give me time off, they gave me two four-hour shifts Ooh. for the week. I was like, how the fuck am I supposed to live with two four-hour shifts? And I'm like, what the fuck? Are you gonna, and at that point, I was like, you know what? Fuck this. And then basically, I, I was asleep. I woke up one day. I called them. I said, I quit. I'm not coming in. Why? Personal. And I just hung up. And I, was <laughs> I said, fuck this. I'm out. I can't do this anymore. You did what I did, but like you at least gave him a phone call. I, I did, and it was like the best feeling. I just went back to bed like, oh, no more. No more I still shit. remember that sleep. And then, and then, but then again, I realized I got to find a fucking job. Yeah. I got to go to work. I got to find a job now. Once you it wake up me, and reality sets in, oh, then, yeah, fuck. But then the six months later, I had a job again. But luckily, I had I had Grandpa give me money, and birthday money came in. Because that was like around June. Was I went back home for a couple of weeks. And then I went back, and I, I went to Comic-Con that year. That's the first time I ever went to Comic-Con, was 2008, with um, my brother. When we stayed at the Motel 6, it was a nightmare. Motel 6 is always a nightmare. I, uh, as soon as I quit, I stopped working. I wouldn't say I quit. As soon as I stopped working at Toys R Us, I moved to Miami. I This is back before your cell phones, okay, people? And my girlfriend down there got me an interview at her place, which is like a storage unit. Mm. Some place, not where she worked, but the other one. You know, she's like, I pull a lot of strings. All right, show up here. Here's the address, and I look it up on, you know, uh, what, what the fuck is that called where you pull the, the directions offline and you print them? The map quest. Map or, quest. Or, uh, uh, yeah, and I print it out, and I'm like following along. I don't know the city, and I'm like, I'm fucking horribly lost. I'm way late, and I have no phone number to call them with because I don't have a cell phone. Skid Row. So I'm like, I just didn't show up and went back home. And I was like, all right, well, that did not work. And then I eventually got a job at McDonald's in Miami. I worked one shift. Wow. Like a four-hour shift. Wow. I show up. I'm taking order. They're like, we're going to put you on register. I'm like, okay, cool, cool. I can talk. And then people coming up, and every single person would come up. Uh, numero cuatro, uh, I don't know what a, uh, queso. I'm like, okay. I, what? <laughs> and I go, uh, I, sorry, I don't speak Spanish, man. Can you repeat that? Okay. All right, I'm going to head out. <laughs> and I literally walked out and was like, you know what? This is not going to work. It's probably Cubans. They don't speak Spanish. It was Cubans. Yeah, it was... It was so pointless for me to be there. I was like, you know what? This is not going to work for anyone. I don't want to be here. The clients don't want me. The customers don't want me here. Don't you want an apple pie that's American as ever, you fucking bastard? Yeah, it was 100% Spanish. And they're like, you don't need the nose. No, you're good. I even asked the question beforehand. I'm like, you know, it's not a bilingual job. So, and they're like, yeah, you're good. Well, that's because they thought, well, you're just going to be making hamburger patties in the back. Yeah, it was bad. We need you to squirt the eggs in the circle for the egg McMuffins. Yeah, I lasted two whole months in Miami. I was like, fuck this, bye. (laughs) Wow, wow, there you go. Uh, That's my number, uh, that's my number six. That's why Insomnia is my number, my number six. No, it's a, it's a great movie. Robin Williams is the creepy shampoo putting on dead bodies killer. (laughs) I love the original. The remake is even better. Yeah, I like them. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, there's not a whole lot I have to say about it. Hillary Swank's in it. She's great. And so is the great, great, or um, great character actor. Uh, oh fuck, what's his name? He's also in Dark Knight. He's also in Dark Knight. He's in. Uh, he's in this movie. Um, he's the shit. He's one of the cops. Oh God, what's his name? He's the character actor. He's in. He's in a. But he always shows up in movies. He's in Limey. He's great in Limey. Martin Donovan. Uh, no. Nikki Cat. Nikki Cat. That's <laughs> yeah. it. Nikki Cat. I, no, I can't believe his name. Love Nikki Cat. He's in that. Nikki Cat great. was like my number two on my uh, list of character, character actors. Actor. Yeah. Yeah, he's great. Nikki Cat's up there, especially the Limey. That's probably his best role is the Limey. That he's so good in that. Uh, I gotta go with the way of the gun. Well, the way the gun could you about. I love the Limey. Yeah. The Limey's one of my favorite movies. I love the Limey. You tell him I'm coming. You tell him fucking coming. Oh, I watched the. I meant to bring this up last week, but speaking of thief, I was watching something on. Oh, it was the every Quentin Tarantino movie one that they did for Honest Trailer. Oh. And it goes to you know it created an endless spinoff of terrible movies and it shows all these movies and one of them is way of the gun i go that's not tarantino-ish tarantino-esque that's christopher uh mccrory yes i i that movie has is so not cool other than the opening scene which i will give you as a little bit too much tarantino like fuck start your head like all the swearing and and that the rest of the movie is so subtle and and low-key and uh, yeah, I don't agree. The, it pissed me off. He has the greatest off-screen laugh in, in film history. Ha <laughs> ah, ah! ha! <laughs> you shut that fucking cunt's mouth or a fuck's not in head. Ha ah, ah! ha! <laughs> oh, God. That's uh, the best part. I feel like I need to play that now. <laughs> I know. Just look that up. I have uh, it. Well, I have the movie. Uh, it was very good. Uh, well, I think my number uh, six is uh, Oppenheimer. Your number six is Oppenheimer? Yeah. Okay. And then my number five is Insomnia, which we just talked about. She was good and garbage! She's got a big mouth, but she's not kidding. I'm going to whip you silly, and I'm going to fuck you stupid. It's before that, but... It's before that, right yeah. before that. Uh... <laughs> right here. No, it's just before this, too. One of Okay, here it is. This is why I love Ryan Phillippe so much. This movie. Him and Benicio Del Toro. Cunt's mouth or I'll come over there and fuck start her head. (laughs) (laughs) Is that one guy laughing? I think it's Benicio Del Toro laughing. (laughs) Uh, Maybe. (laughs) I don't know. Benicio's not making any noise. He's just 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 counting his money. That's (laughs) so funny. Oh, fuck start her head. It, it is funny because they're really the opposite because all these two want to do is kind of drift through life. That's their main goal is not to be hassled, do my job, survive. Like, that's yeah. all Ryan Phillippe's speech is in the beginning. And yeah. Tarantino ones are always like, I want to yell and scream. And, like, yeah, yeah. I don't feel like it has anything to do with Tarantino, but whatever. And, and yeah, but he has to you know, when I die, I'm before God, I'm going to say, I was framed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was framed. I was framed. 
But uh, yeah, so that's one of the best commentaries too on a DVD is the way of the gun commentary. I haven't listened to that in a while. It's good. I just remember like uh, Christopher McQuarrie going, "That's something that that Benicio does. That's Benicio talk. Like yeah. no, no one knows what that means except Benicio. So it just works. He just does it, and I'm just like, let him do it. It's fine. McQuarrie directs your... movies the way you should direct movies. No, when you don't have like a direct vision of what you want, like Christopher Nolan would not work this way. No. But, McQuarrie, like, I wrote this great script. You guys do what you want. Uh, you guys are better at this than I am. All right. Oh, right. film. <laughs> like, all right, yeah. cut. That was great. I don't know what the hell it was, but it was great. That's a great way to be mo- make a movie. Um, but That should be actually another episode to do is the top ten best commentaries on DVD. I haven't listened to so many lately, though. It's it's hard yeah, to. So I, well, well, that means you just got to dust them off. <laughs> yeah, good luck with that. Usual suspects, way to get two of the best. Fight like Club. Fight Club's a great one. Uh, seven's actually a pretty good one. Seven, yeah. S- seven's a good one. And Fincher commentaries are great. Aliens with the cast, one of the best commentaries ever with Bill Paxton, Sean Bean, uh, um, not Sean Bean, Michael Bean, um, Bill Paxton, um, What's his name? Chains from Stone Cold. Uh, Lance Henriksen oh, yeah. and the girl. The girl. Is uh, Ian Mc... Are they all in this? Good God. Yeah, they're all on the commentary because it's like there's Cameron commentary, there's Sigourney Weaver commentary. Oh, and there's, there's separate the ones. Okay. Commentary. I pictured them all together in the same. I'm like, good God. No, and they are. And all the actors are in the same room. That's fucking hilarious because because uh, just Lance Henriksen is just real serious, but like. He just—he's like—he's a tough dude. He's a tough guy, but he's also kind of cool. Like he's just funny and laid back, and he, like they just talk about. It was just great. They had a lot of good stories, and they got—you could tell—they all hung out and got along with each other. Yeah, they're just buddies hanging out. It's a great commentary. I'd say that's a good one. Um, you don't—you think about that. We're talking about Nolan right now. We need to wrap up Sorry. this first part. No, you're fine. Christopher Nolan doesn't do commentary. Yeah, he so he is that. a funny guy, but I feel like he only, he's only funny when he you ask him a question and he responds. Like he, right. he's had some answers, and I'm like, that's pretty funny. But listening to him talk for more than twelve seconds, he's like, and then, and then I watched this, you know, I watched this 1942 movie by director, right. and you're like, oh god, <laughs> like, you Nolan. need to watch him. There's okay. a video of him at the French video store, <laughs> and all the filmmakers go to this French video store. And he's there. Wes Anderson's there. Wes Anderson is actually a really good one. He fucking has seen everything. Wes Anderson is like an encyclopedia. And he's got a way of talking that's very, very, like, almost condescending. But yeah, it's, it's Wes okay Anderson because he's very nice. Wes, I love Wes Anderson. I, I don't. Great. I love him. You hate him. You, you hate and my, him. No, I don't hate him. But I love I really him. don't hate him. I don't I understand what he's doing. I, I'm in that category. I fully admit to complete ignorance for what Wes Anderson is going for. I don't get why it's funny. I don't get why it's interesting. I, like, I just, right. I'm just in the dark. But it's fun. It's funny because he just watch, watch that video of him at the French movie. Now I'm curious. French store, uh, the French movie store. Wes Anderson. It's like a 30 minute video because he just goes off talking about all these different foreign films. He's seen everything, and like he, he lives in Paris. He lives in Paris. He's from yeah. Texas. He lives in fucking Paris. And not Paris, Texas. Yeah. Paris, France. <laughs> and, he, and he belongs there. Like, he's like such a... He's a but he's like... He sounds like the nicest guy, though. Like, that's the thing. He's not, he's not pretentious. He's just like... 
oh well that's a really great movie and it's funny you know, i'm not a, i'm not a big i'm not a big um Truffaut fan musical fan but you know, but i did love this movie and it got me this because my daughter was loves it and she in turn got me into it so i'm now getting into musicals which is just fantastic it's just he's such a nice guy it seems like a nice guy and nolan goes to the same video store and nolan's like well screw it. and he's with uh, killian murphy <laughs> killian murphy and him are talking about movies and looking at all the movies and he goes, have you seen that one? And he goes, no, I haven't seen it. It's on my list, though. Oh, you definitely have to watch that. You definitely have to watch that. Killian and, it's, it's and Nolan in Video Store. Okay, I'll check it yeah, out. Some, but, some French video store. Uh, yeah. Let's wrap and up on Insomnia. Yes, again, Insomnia, my number five. You know, Okay, so that'd be next on yours. But that'll be the yeah. next podcast. I have to go to the bathroom between these two. Okay, well, you do that. We'll no, but, Insomnia was my number five. Wrap it up and so we're on your number five in the next podcast. Yes. What is We're the top five? Insomnia is severely underrated, if you ask me. I think so, yes. I'm I'm wrapping up here. Uh, I yeah. did want to say a few more things. I think Robin Williams did not give enough get enough credit for this. Al Pacino is Al Pacino. His name is Will Dormer, which Dormier is French for sleep. It's a little too obvious when I was watching it. But I think I love the setting. I love the idea of it, which is, you know, you got that 30 days of sun up there and he just cannot sleep. He also can't sleep because of the guilt of shooting his partner, uh, a Martin Donovan. Right. And he doesn't even remember if he's on purpose or not. Yes. Did you, yeah, you didn't do it. Yeah. It's, uh, what's his, do you think he dies at the end or do you think he lives? What, what movie is that with Ian? Is that Magnolia, where Ian Holmes literally doesn't remember if he molested his daughter or not? Oh, I think that's the bus driver movie, or like it's about buses or something. It's with Sarah Pauly. No, it's, no, it's Magnolia. He's not in Magnolia. Who was who was it in Magnolia? Does not remember if he molested his daughter. She's the girl yeah. who's fucked up. Jason and ha- Jason Robart Ro- Robarts is in that movie. No, he's in a Jason. hospital bed. Yeah, he's Tom Cruise's dad. Magnolia doesn't remember if molested. Oh God, that's that. You're gonna be FBI going to be on your computer. Yeah. So. Um, Jimmy did molester. So Jimmy. Jimmy. No, it was Ian. God damn. Oh, not Ian. Not Ian Holmes. No, Ian. Why am I fucking blanking on his name? Ian McKellen. McKellen. Uh, yes. Ian McKellen. No, not Ian McKellen. No, I did not molest her because I'm gay. Oh, Philip Baker Hall. Holy shit. There you go. God damn, yeah, that came yeah, out of nowhere. Yeah, now it makes sense. All those guys kind of remind me of each other, but it's yeah, Philip Baker Hall. He's, oh, yeah, he's, he's the guy who runs that show, but he's literally like, I was a drunk back then. I have no memory if I molested her or not. Oh, wow. And his wife's like, that's not good enough. And he's like, I don't remember. Maybe I, I did. Never, I don't know. I've never seen Magnolia all the way. Oh, it's great. I need to watch that one. That's what I still haven't watched. It's oh, it's like fantastic. The runtime scares me. I don't know why. It is, but it, it moves along at a great pace. Where uh, <laughs> I just like Tom Cruise. Worship the cop. Yeah. Like that's funny. Yeah, but when you've seen it and more Jason than Robards. you know, his scenes are kind of the worst for me. Right. Tom yeah, Cruise. Yeah, yeah. No, Jason Robards is is just sitting in a bed the entire movie. Well, it's his last movie. <laughs> yeah. He's and going. rightfully so. But no. what I was getting at is. I like the fact that Al Pacino does not even know if he... I don't remember if I saw him before I shot because it was in the fog. Like, maybe I did on purpose. I don't know. And that's kind of the ambiguity of it because 
then he has to cover up this crime that he doesn't even know if he committed. Like, he sh- shoots a bullet in the dog and pulls it out so he can replace it. It's just a very interesting movie that I feel like they tried to do with the snowman. Oh, snowman's terrible. And it fucking sucked. Harry Hole. Snowman is real bad. It's real bad. But that's also why I like 30 Days a Night so much, because I love this nope. movie. Yep. Nope. And it just came Alaska. Out you can go right visit Alaska after. for 30 days. Yeah, maybe I need to go up there. Uh, definitely go during the night part, because I'd rather fight yeah. vampires than deal with uh, Robert Williams killing women yeah. and or shampooing their hair. Al, Al Pacino <laughs> yelling at you. But it, and it also reminded me a lot of another show I loved growing up, which is Twin Peaks. Okay. There's a very there's a lot of Twin Peaks um, similarities in there, which is the paint the fingernails are painted in this movie. Like he he took care of her, he shampooed her hair, and he trimmed her fingernails to get rid of it. Any... I'm sorry, I misspoke. Oppenheimer was my number five. Insomnia's my number four. Wow, way to fuck sorry it up. No, you're fine. That's right. it, it just, it, so yeah, that's fine. let's end this one so we can get over to the top five on a separate podcast. Yes, there we go. I need to go to the bathroom because I've... Go, go pee. I am. All right. Um, let's do the outro because this is a separate podcast. So let's actually do this right. Fuck you, everybody. Good night. There we go. I got Fuck it. You, I got rid of the other one, so I don't play that on accident anymore. Oh, good. Yeah.